Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. We're online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. And we are back on the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Today, we are here with Lindsay Solomon. He is the founder of Lindsay Media, um, where he focuses on PR, primarily in fashion is his focus. But he also focuses with um, the entertainment industry and arts and in culture in terms of gaining press traction and spanning this world of the creative arts. So initially when he started his career, he'll talk about how he worked at Happy Socks, working with Snoop Dogg, Pharrell and Robert Rodriguez and mode world an indie pr firm so we're going to hear all things about pr all things growing up in the nyc the big apple with Lindsay and his media firm and all the advice that he shares with his interns and the mentorship that he's gained from his professional colleagues hey Lindsay, welcome to the media industry guru podcast really excited to hear about your entrepreneurialism your foundation of your PR firm and just all things about you within the media industry and all things about PR. Yeah, thank you for having me. So tell us about your PR experience, how you got passionate about the PR sector in media versus other forms of PR in different areas, or just tell us what got you interested in the entertainment industry. Yeah, totally. Um, So I've been in fashion PR for about uh, eight years now, PR firms. And um, around the same time that like when the pandemic hit, I was looking at other opportunities, interviewing at other firms. Um, I'd mostly been working at smaller boutique firms previously. And I just wasn't feeling passionate about what I was interviewing for. Nothing really sort of like excited me about, you know, what I'd be doing outside of my day-to-day. Um, prior to starting my own company, I had worked at an agency where I started started as an assistant and had worked my way up, but my hours were super long and I just was not feeling very fulfilled. So it was during the pandemic when I was working from home that I had spoken with a college friend of mine, uh, Sam mm-hmm. out, and he was like, well, maybe it's time for you to go out on your own. Uh, so in December 2020, I had left my, my job. Okay. Um, and yeah, and basically I, um, you know, had made a list of every sort of editor, writer I'd ever met with. Um, and I, you know, I found interesting on Instagram, brands that either I followed, brands that I had met at parties throughout my time in PR. Um, and I sat in my apartment and I, I cold mailed with people and just started making meetings and, you know, sold them on the idea of, you know, ha- you know, really working with young emerging brands and taking on, you know, my services in terms of giving them 
individual attention as opposed to working with a big PR firm where they're working with 10 different people, but like one person who could really give them the attention that they, they needed, especially if they were, you know, a small brand with not a ton of budget, you know, and I built my business based on that, you know, really started was working out of my apartment, um, you know, and offered like a very sort of like, not basic, but very sort of clear cut set of services, you know, that included having samples out for magazines, working on getting my clients, you know, on celebrities, getting them written about. Ultimately, you know, I, I view PR as being a storytelling mm-hmm. device. So for me, you know, what really excites me, like what I really have enjoyed about having my own business is telling the stories of people in fashion and how it relates to art or culture or politics. Um, and, you know, since starting the business, I've, you know, taken my business out of my apartment into an office in, in, in the city. Uh, I'm based in New York. Um, you worked in a variety of different hats within fashion PR, but what got you interested in PR versus digital marketing, content creation, or yeah. other sectors of fashion? Because you could go into different, there's so many different areas of the yeah. business. I mean, I think for me, you know, going back to what I was saying before, I viewed PR as being like a storytelling device. And a lot of it is written and, and how, you know, how I would communicate with writers mm-hmm. or with stylists that work with celebrities, how I spoke about the brands and really what captured their eye, uh, um, which I really, so you're ultimately like you're promoting like a lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like what the brand stands for, whether that be sustainability, whether that be sort of, you know, clean, minimalistic design, like, you know, sort of like the, the core tenets of the brand. So I like telling other people's sort of stories and 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 really sort of you know working with them to sort of get them written about or you know on a person um because not, not i wouldn't call it necessarily like negotiation but sometimes okay. it, it, it's there are certain things i've worked on where you know press naturally mm-hmm. um you know really sort of convincing them why this brand is worthy to be written about. And do you have any mentors that you look up to in the PR space? I know you mentioned in your bio that Gia Kwan, who's a publicist, she's kind of paved the road for other independent PR professionals um, and get them exposure in mass media brands. Is she someone you've looked up to or is she a colleague or? Yeah, I mean, she's not, she has her own PR firm. It's called Gia Kwan Consulting. Um, you know, the reason why I highlighted her in my, you know, my Q&A with you was um, she very much like me has sort of built her business on really sort of promoting independent and sort of young designers with like a strong um point of view mm-hmm. you know so she had started my her business you know a couple years prior to me so you know people like her and seeing how how how, how big uh her business has grown it was like sort of like an inspiration to me that i could do the same um to give you contact some of the brands that she works with um include like uh telfar which most people are familiar with because of their bags she works. She works with like uh, uh, she's been working on the rebrand of Banana Republic, uh, Air Jordan, in terms of really sort of making it continue. You know, so it's like you know she works with 
brands that are new and people that are, are, are sort of, you know, interested in, mm-hmm. as well as brands that have been around for quite a while, like Banana Republic or Jordan, and really giving it new life. So, you know, in my case, um, you know, while I have a variety of new brands that are, you know, between one and three years old, I've also been working with Mari Mecca, which is a, uh, a heritage Finnish brand that started in 1951. But part of, you know, what they really look to me to do is really sort of making them relevant, especially as they're a brand that's been around for 70 plus years is really sort of what my point of view and what I think they should be doing to sort of continuously get press compared to their, you know, sort of younger, you know, contemporaries. And do you look up to any other entertainment PR professionals in the business or like when you were starting uh, your journey or even currently? I guess, you know, any of, any of my previous bosses, um, you know, I think I look up to them in a way that, you know, wouldn't be that I look at them as heroes, but they gave me the tools uh, that I, you know, mm-hmm. probably wouldn't have gotten elsewhere because they really sort of, um, you know, because I, I'd worked at small companies previously to start my own business. I really had the opportunity to work one-on-one with clients. So like, you know, I wouldn't say it's like, a, I, 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 I you know, looked up to them as like a hero, but I, um, I respect them and, and I look back on the tools that they gave me in the past to really sort of like, you know, how to run a business because, you know, I worked at small companies before I, I looked at what they, what they did well and what they shouldn't have done in terms of like how to run a business, how to manage a team, how to make sure that, you know, your clients are happy, you know, how to sort of like, you know, make sure that you're taking on the right opportunities that are good for your business, not just financially, but like, you know, for your your own sort of, you know, what makes me professionally fulfilled or happy. So yeah, you know, I, I had two really great bosses, one of which was, his name was Josh Goldfarb. The other was Amanda Carter, you know, so they both, I look up to them in terms of just giving me the opportunity and the chance to sort of spread my wings and grow mm-hmm. as a publicist, so. And so you mentioned that you got mentorship and kind of wisdom and tools, fundamental tools from them while working at these companies. Did these include Happy Socks, where you worked at for a few years and kind of the film and um, music side of PR and also at our mode world? Yeah. Uh, so Josh was my boss at Happy Socks and... Um... Amanda was my boss at Mode World. So Mode World is Amanda's company. And so tell us about what were some of the major takeaways that you learned kind of in a corporate setting, working for Happy Soft or Mode World versus creating your own brand in PR? I think some of the takeaways, you know, both of which were also small boutique PR firms. Um, You know, I think some of the takeaways that I had with both of them were in doing it in a way that feels sort of organic. Um, so, you know, I always pride myself in making sure that if I'm reaching out to a writer or a stylist, that the email that I send feels thoughtful, that has as much information as possible, um, that I'm not too forceful to get feedback, mm-hmm. um, that I'm sort of, you know, going with my gut and making sure that, like, if I've emailed them, a few times and they haven't responded 
it probably means that they're not interested. For every opportunity that I have for my clients over the course of, you know, a season or a full calendar year that I'm making sure that I'm emailing in a way that feels thoughtful, that's smart, that I'm doing my research as to what people are working on. So I'm reaching out to the relevant people that, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, a lot of writers, a lot of mm-hmm. stylists get tons of emails from, um, uh, you know, other publicists and other mm-hmm. brands. So for me, like, I try to make sure that my outreach is as thoughtful and compelling as possible so that it can be a subject line or just making sure that I'm, you know, in the right would capture someone's um, attention. Okay, so you said some of the key things that you look into in PR in order for one to be successful in PR. Um, catchy headlines. I'm sure you have to create, um, what are those, like one sheets, right? And um, to news outlets. Oh, press releases, yeah. Press I mean, releases, like, stuff yeah, like that. I mean, yeah, ultimately, like, I wouldn't necessarily, like, be, like, catchy headlines, but, you know, something that's short and succinct that people mm-hmm. are going to go interesting to say. You know, so even in terms of like the body of the email, I, I give like a small, you know, background the brand, what I'm talking, like why I'm reaching out to them, why mm-hmm. it's important, when it's happening, whether that be like a collection launch or an event or, you know, just sort of a general thing that the brand is working on. You know, ultimately, I think about it, you know, not to simplify things. Um, mm-hmm. but I think about it as like who, what, where, when, and why, like, you know, who are we talking about, when it's happening, where it's happening, why it's important, um, and how it's sort of relevant to, you know, a specific outlet. So, you know, in the case of some of yeah. my sort of newer brands, if a celebrity wears it, it's like, okay, what does this brand know about this brand? Um, you know, you know, ultimately, like, like I was saying before, PR, I, you know, it's like a story. So it's like, what are the sort of things that people should be taking away from the 30 seconds that they're taking to read my emails? Yeah, because a press release is not more than a page. So you have to answer all the questions, make it concise, because a lot of news outlets well, the time, will get like The press hundreds. release is going to be much longer. It's going to be much more fact-based, and that's just not compelling to read. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're trying to capture someone's attention. So oftentimes... I view what I send out in my emails as like a very condensed version of like what's in the press release. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I break it up into parts. So like I may include like one half in the release in my original email and the other half in my follow-up to be like, hey, like FYI, I know I told you about X, Y, and Z, but like, you know, something else you should know is that they also do, you know, A, B, and C. So making sure that I'm using my time wisely in a way that like I'm not overloading them with information, but also making sure that I'm building upon it being being like, you know, um, I'll give you an example. I'm working on a footwear brand right now that's being run by, you know, a major pop star. Uh, And I didn't have the release because it wasn't finalized by her. So, you know, I went out to outlets that I knew that they wanted to meet pretty time with this person on this day between this time and this time. Is this of mm-hmm. interest? The reason why I'm asking is, you know, she's starting a, a shoe brand. 
It's, you know, this is what it consists of. Um, and then when I did get the appropriate information, like the press release, I said, hey, you know, here's more information about the brand. This is what it looks like. Is this something that you'd be interested in writing about? And that's when I started to get responses. So it's sort of, you know, making sure that, like, you know, I'm reaching out to the appropriate people. So that could be, you know, in this case, it was, you know, some of the entertainment t- television shows like E.T. and Extra um, and People Magazine, as well as, like, fashion outlets like Vogue and Nylon and Hoop and Women's Wear Daily both of which is what they were expecting from me to sort of accomplish. And so let's talk about more about your PR firm, Lindsay's mm-hmm. Media. So tell us about your mission of your firm, your vision, and some of the clients, if you're able to disclose. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, you know, since starting my business in 2020, we currently have about 30 clients. Um, some of them are, you know, single employee, you know, single, it's like the founder working out of their apartment or a small office, mm-hmm. um, all the way up to, you know, as I mentioned before, Mari Mecca, which is, you know, I think a three, 400 person company, uh, publicly traded in Europe. Um, you know, some, some of the brands, bigger brands that I think people would know about would be, um, Mari Mecco, um, Kalina Strada, which is a brand I mentioned in my Q&A, which is a brand that I've worked on. You know, I worked on it in my last agency um, and I started working with her again last summer. Um, when I initially started working with her, she was a lot smaller. Um, but uh, Hillary, who is the designer, um, you know, has been like a leader in sustainability in fashion. So we've really been working together on, you know, building out her story and like what she wants mm-hmm. to teach people about sort of, mm-hmm. you know, being envi- environmentally friendly and, you know, her, her sense of style, her point of view has sort of grown that people are sort of have grown to be very interested in what she has to say um, season after season. So, you know, um, that's been a great accomplishment because, you know, she was getting good press, but it was sort of very underground. Now it's sort of like one of the bigger shows during New York Fashion Week. Um, it's very well attended. Um, Anna Wintour went to the show last month, you know, her last show. Um, so that's been sort of like a, you know, a great sort of learning experience for me as a business owner is how to sort of grow a brand, you know, when they have had so much growth, it's how to sort of continue the momentum that people care about season after season. Mm-hmm. You know, so at you know, what's been really great is Hillary and I have become super close. Um, so it, you know, at every fashion week we sit down and go, okay, what are the stories that we want to accomplish this season? Is it you're launching a new category? Is it that you're using an interesting material? You know, whether that be like a rose silk, which is made out of rose petals, or a mushroom leather. So you know, because you know, is it made out of mushroom? So. Um, I, you know, there's always something new that I'm learning about her work, but like it, it, it's, it pushes me as a publicist to do, you know, more and more interesting work in terms of, you know, inter- connecting myself with new fashion writers, you know, people that may not work in fashion, but may work in like technology or, you know, 
may write about sustainability. So that's also been interesting is making sure that, that I'm, you know, getting, you know, maintaining this, a certain level of coverage season after season, but making sure that I also am sort of saying like, hey, like, this is a new magazine that you haven't been covered in. I think they should write about you because, you know, you're doing X, Y, and Z. So you would say your company is a little bit more diverse in the PR space. It's not only covering fashion, it's covering other parts of media and even tech you've gone into, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say that it covers fashion, covers art. I I work with a gallery and sometimes, you know, a lot of my fashion brands will collaborate with artists. So I've also learned how to sort of pitch art writers, which is a different sort of genre of journalism. Uh, tech, you know, especially, you know, I've had clients that have released apps or have sort of talked about different, you know, um, I'm actually working with um, one of my brands on a, on a um, it's like a 3D fabric, like this is a different company, but it's like a 3D fabric printing company. So as opposed to people weaving and putting fabric on a loom, which is a lot more sort of labor intensive, there's this company that's, you know, sort of making jeans and t-shirts by a robot who's sort of like weaving the fabric mm-hmm. themselves. So that's been sort of interesting in terms of sort of saying like, this is the future of how, you know, people are going to produce clothes mm-hmm. moving forward. Is this something that you'd be interested in writing about? Um, so it's tech. A lot of my other, you know, especially Mari Mecca or certain um, brands that are doing something interesting in retail. So sometimes it talks about business. So sometimes I'm talking to, you know, Forbes or business of fashion. Um, so it, it does vary. I mean, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm fashion through and through. But at the same time, I also make sure that I'm covering my basics, whether it be tech or uh-huh. finance or food or culture. Because fashion isn't just like a singular discipline. It often touches on other things that are outside its sort of purview. And so what are your upcoming initiatives or strategies that you have in mind for your business on a small scale and also on a grand scale? Because you have clients that are range from a one person firm to hundreds. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, the, the important thing for me on a professional fulfillment level is that I'm continuing to work with brands that excite me and that I'm excited to go into the office every day and speak with them about what they're doing. Um, from a business perspective, I just hired my first employee in January. I think for me, like, I'm working on a number of interesting projects at the, at the moment, which will allow me to sort of take on extra... Um, you know, team members who I'd like to grow the team from a business perspective. They think, you know, as a brand, as a company, it's only been around for less than two years to have the clients that I have and the notoriety amongst my peers. I feel very proud of that sort of, you know, reputation. Um, so just sort of growing of what I've already accomplished and sort of making sure that, you know, every sort of six months or so that I'm sort of pushing myself as a business owner to make sure that my brand, my, you know, my business feels strong, my clients are happy, but I'm also bringing in new brands or new projects that make, you know, my company relevant. And do you have anything upcoming that's exciting in terms of your personal or professional endeavors? 
I mean, I think for me, if anyone wants to sort of continue to follow my business and what my clients are up to, uh, they can follow uh, my business's Instagram, which is L-I-N-D-S-E-Y dot media, M-E-D-I-A. Um, and what's one tip that you could give to either a recent college grad, a student, or somebody in their 20s trying to navigate the entertainment business if they want to go into PR or a different sector of the entertainment industry? Um, I would say, you know, making sure that you understand the different sort of facets of like what you want to do. You know, so if you want to go into entertainment PR, understand different PR firms and what they, you know, who they're working with and why they are, you know, sort of, you know, well-known in the the industry. Um, I I, I say this in the sense that, you know, the interns or people that I've met with or even just potential new clients um, that have done their research and understand who I am and, like, the types of brands that I've worked with in the past, Mm -hmm. it just starts off your sort of, you know, job outreach or conversation on a really positive note that you've taken the time to really sort of Mm -hmm. not only understand like what it means to be you know PR or marketing or advertising but like what the company stands for what projects that they've worked on you've actually seen the work physically Um, I think it just starts you off on a really sort of positive note that you've taken the time to like understand why you're applying or why you're reaching out as you know I'm sure, you know, you, you know, you're you're reaching out to tens of PR firms, but like understanding what the PR mm-hmm. firm is about or, or or the company is doing that sets them apart from their peers, I think just sort of is an extra sort of level of um, intention that I think is, you know, proves to be fruitful in that sense. I definitely agree. Especially it comes across in all different sectors all different sectors of entertainment you got to stand out in some sort of way whether connecting with somebody on a personal or professional level and especially in pr when sending out those press releases right you gotta uh stand out in those emails news outlets get hundreds of if not thousands of emails and you gotta Mm -hmm. have those catchy titles Mm -hmm. and so what would you say are some of the key traits in order to be successful in PR like yourself name three of them um being considerate and thoughtful of people's time and how you choose to use their time whether it be you know what you're sending them so if you're sending them like a long email with tons of information that just sort of like feels clunky I find that to be sort of not inconsiderate but just sort of a waste of your time so just sort of being considerate and thoughtful is one trait um, resourceful, you know, making sure that just because you have access to a database of contacts, that you're not emailing them willy-nilly, that you're sort of mm-hmm. being thoughtful about, you know, in any sort of initiative or pitch that I'm doing, I make sure that I build up the list of who I'm outreaching to. Um, you know, I'm always looking at who's, you know, who are some of the freelance writers that are writing for some of my favorite publications, so I'm not emailing the same people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, so resourcefulness, thoughtful slash consideration, um, and just being friendly. I think just being like a, a, mm-hmm. a friendly person and someone that people enjoy working with um, gets you very far in life. Um, you know, 
in my work, you know, being helpful to my peers, whether it be like a stylist looking for a pair of shoes or, you know, a, 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 a writer that's looking to get information from a client, but they have a, a, a very quick deadline and being able to help them with that. They remember that. So when I do need help getting something covered, they're more willing to be like, yeah, Lynn's, you know, I'll write about it because, not because I'm nice to them, but like, you know, we've built up a rapport that, you know, I yeah. helped you, you helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And any shout outs that you would like to give? Any last parting words? Um, you know, I would say, um, you know, the one shout out I would like to give um, is to my business partner, Sam Tall, who, you know, previously I believe was on your podcast, who's, mm-hmm. you know, are the reason why I started my own business he really sort of was incredibly encouraging of that. So I want to thank him for that. Um, but I think for me, the one thing that has been fruitful and productive for my career and, and has really sort of um, made my business sort of, you know, grow, you know, month to month is, um, you know, really at the end of the day, like I view my client relationships as like being a team. So the more that I try to be a team player and, you know, work together with my clients, not, you know, in, in, not in parallel, but together. Um, so I, you know, I think for me, mm-hmm. one piece of advice that I would give to anyone trying to get into PR or marketing or, you know, advertising is being like a team player mm-hmm. or, you know, really making sure that you take the relationships with the people that you spend your days with very seriously. They don't have to be like your best friends, but treating them with respect and yep. working towards the common goal um, ultimately will be fruitful in terms of making sure that you stand out and that your career will sort of, you know, flourish over the years because people will remember the fact that you sort of take the people that you spend, you know, 40 hours a week with very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Being a team player, you're a listener a learner and a leader. So that's really great wisdom. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the Media Industry Guru and congratulations on launching your firm and being highly involved in the fashion side of the entertainment industry and PR and best of luck with your clients and all things that you do in PR and the entertainment world. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. Stay tuned for coolest upcoming episodes. They're going to be wildfire, y'all. They are incredible. And stay tuned for upcoming music industry professionals, film professionals, artists, tech, anything that you want to hear. Feel free to email at mediaindustryguru-podcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to be on the podcast and give a little promo or shout out or just talk with me because you know what I'm doing on Tuesdays, listening to my own podcast, but also interviewing other guests because I love doing this. This is my passion project, but also my side hustle. So feel free to email me at mediaindustryguru-podcast at gmail.com. We'll set up a time. Listen to episodes on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 Central, 9 Eastern, on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and now iHeart and Deezer. 
So thank you for tuning in to the Media Industry Guru Podcast, and peace out, and we will rock and roll.